You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with your dating coach, Trip from tripadvice.com. Do you struggle with getting girls to like you? Well, you're going to learn step-by-step how to talk to girls to create deep connections and meet the woman of your dreams. Here's your host, me, Trip. Hello and welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. This is your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. I got something really special for you today. I dug up some cool stuff from the archives about, oh, let's see, three or four years ago, I was starting to make one of my very first programs. It was called the Authentic Attraction Blueprint. Now, that program is no longer available. It's basically at this point Hooked, which is all my material and concepts uh, from that program brought into Hooked. So if you are interested in in getting a program and learning more about how to meet and attract women, you would get Hooked at getherhooked.com. Now, when I was making this program, it was a kind of like a teleclass, like people joined me every single week and we went over different topics and then I did a Q&A. So what I'm about to show you today is one of the Q&As from that session. And the guys ask great questions all around the idea of approaching, whether it be at a bar, whether it be multiple people during the day at a grocery store, all great questions. It's about an hour long and I answer them. And uh, it's great quality and really good information for you. So I dug that up and I have that for you today, special for you. So I want you to listen, I want you to take notes, and I really hope this helps you. So thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me. We're almost over 200 episodes on this podcast of How to Talk to Girls. And I have no uh, no plan on stopping anytime soon. We're going to be putting out still two episodes every week at this point. So I hope you learned some good stuff here. Again, we're talking more about the art of the approach. Here it is. There we go. Alan, you have a question. Cool. So Alan, we're going to unmute you and see if we can hear you, bud. Go ahead, Alan. Talk. Okay, cool. They can hear you. Okay, cool. Um, one of my questions was, um, so say like I'm at a bar and I see a group of girls sitting down at a table and I always feel kind of apprehensive. I'm like, not sure how to make that approach. Should I sit down next to them when I make the approach or what, what are your thoughts on that? Okay, cool. So we'll be going over this next week, but I'll just go ahead and answer that uh, okay. because it is really a great question. Okay, so that is that's definitely one of the more difficult approaches to make uh girls in group sitting down but it's not impossible okay so there's a couple things you have to look out for in terms of logistics okay so just remember this and again you're going to hear me repeating this next week but you got to remember when you're approaching a girl or a group of girls group of ladies you want to make sure that you're at their level okay so what that means is that you need to be actually either like eye level as much as you can. So if they're sitting down, you basically want to be sitting down. Now you have to look out for where you could sit down. So there's a few options. Maybe there's uh, room to sit. You know, maybe there's an empty chair. Maybe there's an empty space. Uh, sometimes I'll even sit on the uh, the edge of of the couch if there's some sort of couch. Now, of course, you're not going to do that right away. When you first approach a group sitting down, you know, you'll give your opener and then you want to actually squat down to their level. Now, I know this may seem very weird and kind of uncomfortable, like you have to squat down and hold that position, but it is going to be easier for them to connect with you 
if you are at their eye level. So it's not going to be strange when you guys are actually eye to eye and they're sitting down. Now, if there's no seats, you're going to have to stay in that position for a little bit. And that's, you know, really all there is to it because you don't want to be standing and hovering above them for too long. They're going to have to strain their necks. It's going to be very difficult for you guys to make that connection. Does that make sense, Alan? Yeah, so if there is a chair, preferably you would want to sit there in the chair first. And then if there's not... Right. So let me answer it again. You're going to want to squat down. Give your opener for a second. In about 10 seconds, squat down. And then once you're in conversation with them, so let's assume they have not rejected you and things are going well, then yeah, you want to take any option or, or opportunity in any any situation there to be able to sit down or uh, you know be comfortable for you to be at their eye level because you're not going to squat for 20 minutes. Right. Okay. Makes sense? Yeah, definitely. Just wanted to see, see what your thoughts are. That makes sense. Okay, cool. So uh, we're going to go to the next person. And if you have another question, just uh, cue yourself up. Guys, if you have any questions, just say, I got a question. And you type that in the chat box. Okay, moving on to Mr. Glenn Taylor. Glenn, we're going to go ahead and unmute you. What's up, my Hi, man? Chris. Good, good. Uh, you can hear me, right? Yeah, loud and clear. All right, so my question is this, and that's to do with the approach itself. Um, I'm here in New York, and one thing I'm finding difficulty is is that most of the girls who I approach are moving fast. Um, the question I have is how do I go about necessarily stopping them? Okay, good question. So most women who are moving fast in the city, be prepared to get rejected at least 70% of the time because mm -hmm. they're going somewhere and they don't want to be bothered. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's my uh, experience with girls who are moving really fast. Now in New York, they're all kind of moving fast. So maybe it's okay over there, but obviously, you know, when people are downtown, they're trying to get somewhere. So right away, I just mm -hmm. want to let you know that that is a difficult approach. It's not ideal. I would rather look for a girl who's not moving so fast. So first things first, try to find an area that you can find women who are just more relaxing. So not a busy sidewalk downtown, but maybe, you know, like Central Park. Like that would be really good for you. Obviously, this time of year, it's a little difficult because it's cold, but you got to find places where, you know, women are a little bit in a more relaxed state, not trying to get somewhere because it's going to be a lot easier to stop. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, I never want to have you guys not do an approach. So if you do see a girl and she's walking fast, you know, don't say, oh, I'm going I'm to get rejected. Trip said I'll probably get rejected, so I'm not going to do it. Again, you never know what's going to happen, okay? And you never know why they're walking fast. Like I said, sometimes they're trying to get somewhere. Sometimes they're just walking fast, okay? But you always want to try it out. Now, the way to do that, there's a couple ways to do it, okay? One way, you can, this is like the super direct way. You kind of run up behind them and then run a little bit past them, okay? So you just got to run a little bit past them and go, oh, hold on a second, hold on a second and then stop them, and then you deliver your line like right away. Don't wait, deliver it right away. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. That's one way. It takes a lot of balls, but that's, that's a good way to do it. Um, mm-hmm. Another way to do it is just walking at their speed and, you know, going up to the side of them, but just a l- couple feet ahead, still walking at their speed and then delivering your line. Again, you want to keep a couple feet in between you guys because you don't want to go right over her shoulder and deliver the line. It becomes really creepy at that point. Now, again, this is Uh stuff that I'll be repeating and going over next week when we talk about approaching, but those are your best ways. And again, it's all about testing, right? So you want to test all that stuff. But I think the best thing that you can do is try to find an area where they're not hustling to get somewhere because during the day, you want a solid 10 to 20 minutes to talk to them and have that time to get them connected to you. You really don't want to have two minute conversations and get a number because most of those girls will flake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got it? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. We're going to go to the next person and then we'll come back to you if you have another question uh, with a follow up with that. Okay. Mm-hmm. No problem. All right, cool. Um, Alex, I got a question to expand on Alan's question, though. If you're going to cover, maybe I can miss it. Okay, well, Alex, let's go ahead and unmute you. Alex, you there? Yep, I'm here. Thanks. Uh, uh, Nice to see you, Trip. Nice to hear the guys got questions. Uh, Mine is, I know that you'll be touching up on this in the next webinar, but um, maybe some foreshadowing might help us um, to prepare us for what you're going to cover Uh, next week, or next session, sorry. So my question is, as I said, expanding on Alan's question, which is, when approaching a group of girls, I've found that they often engage um, bitch mode. Um, And I live in London, and there's a certain element of um, do not approach when, uh, which already makes you unique and ballsy, I know this, but also can come across as a bit of a lunatic to them, unless you're like, you know, a supermodel with chiseled looks and perfect body. Um, so, you know, most of us are just average looking guys, so, and uh, inevitably they judge you uh, right off the bat uh, on your presentation. Um, you've touched on how to dress and, and look attractive. But what tips or tools can you share that, that can improve our chances of disarming them um, of their, their bitch mode defense? Okay, I love this. This is a great question. Love this question. Okay. So there's a couple things you can do, okay? So again, if you guys don't understand, I'll just you know rephrase it. Alex is talking about what happens when you go up to a group of girls and they kind of look bitchy or maybe you go and approach and they kind of act bitchy, but something comes up where you know they're kind of giving you a little bit of an attitude, okay? So a lot of guys will kind of just either not approach them, right? Or they'll go up there and approach and then say, okay, nice to meet you and walk away. Here's what I found in situations like that. When you go up to those girls, you want to continue. First of all, you got to go in there with high energy. That's number one. Okay. You go in there with high energy and you want to keep up the high energy and you want to be persistent with it. So the key with this is persistence. Okay. What's happening is a lot of guys are going to go up there and they're going to give their their line or whatever. They're going to see that the girls are bitchy and then they're just going to walk away. Okay. But what you need to do is you stay in there until they give you an actual rejection. 
Okay, so that would be like a rejection where they're they, they walk away or they're like, okay, nice to meet you, bye, right? And just kind of laugh it off and you'll walk away. But if they don't give that to you, they're just waiting for you to say something interesting and they're waiting to have a fun conversation with you. And the way to do that, we're gonna go into that in a few weeks, but just remember that the key to this is to stay positive, don't give in to their, to their bitchiness, Definitely, and guys, like write this down. This is actually a really good tip, okay? You don't want to comment on their bitchiness. You almost got to play it out like you're not even noticing it, okay? Because once you notice it, it's going to show weakness. You don't want to show weakness. So you want to be able to go in there, high energy, and keep trying. Like don't give up. Like if they're not giving you like the attitude you want, if they're still talking to you, that's a good sign. Remember that. Okay. That's a good sign. A lot of girls are what's called shit testing you. Okay. So they're just testing to see if you're going to be able to put up with them. If you're going to be able to handle it, they're testing your weakness. So you don't want to walk away. Stay in there. Alex, does that, does that answer your question? Yep. Absolutely. Thank you. Okay, cool. All right, we're going to go to Derek. His voice is dead due to the flu. Sorry, buddy. Um, so his question is, so do you wait for nonverbal cues before approaching a woman? Uh, no. Um, you don't wait for any cues. I mean, nonverbal cues would be good. They're like giving you eye contact. Um, but whenever you're ready to approach, you approach. And... When I say ready, I don't mean when you're like, okay, I've waited five minutes. Now I'm ready. I mean like you see them and they are a girl or girls you want to talk to, you go. I have a couple of rules in terms of when you should actually wait to do an approach. Again, this will be repeated next week, but I'm going to say it right now. The only times you don't want to do an approach is when they're actually doing something or in the middle of something but that thing that is something that they're doing will be over soon okay that doesn't make sense here's the examples this would be them getting a drink at a bar this would be them in a bar or you know social setting walking somewhere so you don't want to approach at those times you want to get in there when you know there's no interrupters, okay? So that's what I call it. They're called interrupters. That's when you have the potential of being interrupted. Now, of course, you can be interrupted at any time in any conversation, but you definitely will be interrupted if they're getting a drink at the bar. Wait for them to get their drink and then go and talk to them. Or if they're walking somewhere, again, this is not during the day, but I mean like in a place like at night, like a bar or something, you know they're going to end up settling somewhere. If you approach them while they're walking, they're not going to stop because they're trying to go somewhere and they're going somewhere in the bar. They're not just, you know, kind of casually walking around. They're probably trying to get somewhere. So just wait till they're settled. And the second they stop, the second they stop, then you can go and approach. Okay. So those are the only times you're really not going to approach. But any other time, Derek, you go and you make it happen. There should be no reason or nothing really stopping you. All right, Chris, I'm unmuting you. You got a question. Guys, again, if you have a question, just say, I have one. I got a question. Just write it in the chat box and you'll be in the queue and we'll get to you. 
and if you already you've already asked a question you can you can ask another one so just whenever you're ready just put something in the chat box chris you there yeah man can you hear me yeah i can hear you what's going on right on first of all it sounds like everybody had a lot of success this week which is really cool to hear i actually have it's i guess it's a two-parter um the first is I'd actually be curious to hear from everybody else exactly what they said when they went in. Um, but then the other question I had was, I kept it really simple with respect to what the homework assignment was, just saying something in passing or just being friendly or whatever. What happens when, you know, you've, you've sort of, you've said something, it's being sort of met with a positive reaction, and then like, and then what? You know, I mean, what's the best way to sort of keep it going rather than just, you know, paying the, the you know, doing what you had said last week, which is asking a question about, you know, what's good here, or where's the bathroom, or what times it, or any of that stuff. You know what I mean? Once you establish that, what's how do how do you keep it going? I guess. Cool. Great question. So I'll clarify about the homework. What the homework was last week? Those are not ideal openers to actually start a conversation. Yeah, I wasn't really using those. Yeah, yeah, they're not, they're not like they're those are. I mean, you could, it's possible. You can really do anything you want and say anything you want and keep up conversation. But as a beginner, those are not ideal conversation openers. What those are meant to do is just to get you used to going up and practicing talking. So it's really to start getting over your approach anxiety. But if you're starting to go over your approach anxiety and you're ready to actually start having conversations, the types of openers that you want to use are going to be ones that I'll tell you that will be easier for you to actually continue conversations. So uh, I might I might have said these last week. I don't even really remember. Um, but again, we're gonna we're gonna go into this heavily heavily next Monday. But yeah, uh, some things you want to say are just you know during the day you can say hey, I thought you were cute. Had to come over and say hi. Or you can comment on something that they're wearing or comment on their hair or comment on something that's happening around you guys, right? And a good follow-up to that is just like, oh, so what are you up to today? Like you're making general conversation with them, right? And whatever they say, you can work off of what they say and keep conversation going, okay? At the bar or somewhere like a, a social event or some kind of uh, nighttime, you know, whatever, when you open up, you're going to say, hey, you go, your girls uh, look cool. I had to come over and say hi. You girls look fun. I had to come over and say hi. And the good follow-up there that I always use, my famous follow-up is how do you girls know each other, right? And that usually gives really good conversation to keep going because they're going to give you some sort of information there, right? They're going to say they know each other from college or they're roommates or they're, you know, they work together, whatever it is. And then you can kind of talk about whatever they say. So again, we're going to be going over that more next week um but yeah for this week if you're ready to start actually having conversation great use those openers that i just told you right there okay and your follow-ups which are going to be right during the day so what are you up to today and then usually at nighttime, you're going to say so how do you guys know each other okay i can literally use those on every single approach i ever do and it'll always be something to talk about always Sound good? Yeah. Okay, cool. Looks like you're ready for next week. It's going to be fun. We're going to go into a lot more stuff to help you guys, you know, keep going out and, and all that stuff. So get ready. Okay. Moving to 
Nicholas. Nick. Um, you there, bud? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, cool. So um, I'm just going to read what you said here. You said, how do you close a number when in a group situation when you can't isolate? Great question. Uh, this happened quite a bit ago when you... So this happened... Yeah, this week I made an effort to go to more social events. I just moved to San Diego recently from Orange County. And as I live at Pacific Beach, there's always a plenty of girls to approach, but they tend to travel in groups. And I've been able to do op open groups all right, but it's hard to like actually close the deal. And I've tried this at, at meetups too and at other places like after church or wherever I go. And that's kind of been my challenge. I got one number out of 10 approaches this week. So I did all right, but okay, cool. I can do better. Yeah. Yeah. You can do much better. Um, okay. This is a great question because this is going to happen to you guys a lot, right? You're at some kind of event and you can't really isolate them. <clears throat> Let's put it this way, by the way, just remember this. If you are able to isolate them. So if you're able to get them away from the group of girls, right? Maybe you guys go and get a drink together. Um, maybe the girls end up walking away and letting her friend there. If, if isolation does happen, it's game over at that point. You've done you've built trust, you've built comfort. At that point, it's easy. All you have to do is up your flirting and, and get the number. Okay, so just remember that. If they're isolated, like you've done it. Like congratulations, okay? At that point, it's what I call um, don't fuck up game, okay? Which means you just don't fuck up at that point. But yeah, to answer your question, yeah, sometimes you're you know, doing really well with the group and so everyone's there and you, you obviously you can't like just pick one and leave because that's a very awkward thing to do. That's like not a good social, um, that's not good social grace. Okay. But here's what you can do. And, and here's the trick. And, and this is where it, it does get a little difficult, but with enough practice, you can really get it down. What you need to do is you need to, well, first of all, you need to be able to hold the group's attention, right? And there's times when you go to a bar and you're talking to a bunch of girls or any kind of social event, it's really not that difficult. You're just kind of having a conversation with multiple people, okay? Now, once you've won them over, and that's something you have to look for, you have to make sure that you've actually won them over. Now, how do you know that? That means that <clears throat> every single girl has been talking to you. You've, you've been able to get all of them to say something to you. They're all smiling. They're all laughing. They're all having a good time. None of them seem like they're bored, right? And this can happen within three minutes, right? Sometimes, now again, if you're like uh, in Alex's situation, sometimes it takes a lot longer if you're dealing with, you know, some bitchy girls. It might take like five minutes, okay, or 10 minutes. But once you get to that point, that's where you can finally say to yourself, okay, you won over the group. Everyone likes you. Everything's going well. Now you want to uh conversationally start to isolate the girl that you're interested in okay so you get it's your pick at that point right you've won everyone over they're already starting to get comfortable with you now the girl that you're interested in at that point you want to start to gear conversation more toward her okay so instead of giving everyone eye contact when you talk to them start giving her more eye contact when she says something you know start to get her more involved in the conversation, get her talking so you can start kind of having the conversation with almost just her and you start getting more excited over the things that she's saying. You start to touch 
that girl a little bit more, start to flirt with her a little bit more, and you're doing this very seamlessly. Okay, now at that point, once that happens, everyone's gonna see that you're definitely making a stronger connection with that girl. So closing her and saying like, hey, well, you know what, I should get your number, you know, we should hang out sometime. It's not going to be weird at that point. If you think it's weird, that may be just because you're nervous, but that should not um, that should not stop you from getting her number. But at that point, it will be okay to get her number. Sometimes it works so well that the girls, the friends, they just leave because they're like, oh, wow, okay, they see, right? Because they're like in tune with this. They see that you're hitting it off with their friend and they want their friend to... I mean, usually some girls get jealous, but usually they want their friend to, you know, get get a uh, a guy. So they'll walk away and they'll isolate almost for you. That's ideal. Uh, obviously, it doesn't happen every time, but either way, it's okay to close at that point. And even to make it easier, to make it even easier, when you're talking to the girl, and again, this is stuff we're going to go over next week. But when you're talking to the girl, you want to um, bring up. You want to bring up stuff that you guys have in common. You want to be able to, what I call, seed the date idea, okay? Actually, we'll be going over this in one of the, in one of the last modules, but it's called seeding the date idea. You know, basically having something that you can already say, let's go do that because you guys talked about it, something you guys have in common, you know, whatever it is, right? And so if you're saying that to her and then getting her number, well, obviously, you're not going to get the other girl's number because you didn't talk about doing whatever with them, right? You talk, you're talking about that topic with her. So all the awkwardness is really just in your head. So again, to rephrase uh, all this stuff, you go in there, you win everybody over, make sure everyone likes you, slowly move conversation towards the girl you like, end up where you're talking to her a little bit more, and then find uh, more of a connection with her, and then close. Simple as that. Make sense? Nicholas? Yeah, it makes sense, Trip. Cool. All right, moving on to uh, Patrick. Okay, Patrick, question. Okay, go ahead. You can, yeah, copy and paste whatever you want to do. Um, while Pat, okay, let's see. Okay. Patrick says, thinking about what you said last week and in the past about rejection, I agree that you shouldn't, that shouldn't be a bad thing, at least because it's evidence that you tried and that your intention was clear. However, I can say that I've never felt rejection, and I don't know whether that's just because I'm not socially aware, but I really think my interactions are always just too plain, friendly, ambiguous. What are some things to do, for lack of a better phrase, to force a rejection or put girls into a position, whether they have to let you know without being overbearing or inappropriate. Okay. This is a great, great question. Okay. <laughs> Alan's confused. I will rephrase what Patrick is saying. He's saying basically what's happening with Patrick is he is not even really getting rejections, right? So he's just having a lot of conversation. So that means, Patrick, you're probably good at conversation, but the girls aren't really rejecting you. Right. So nothing's really happening where they're actually rejecting Patrick. Okay. Um, because nothing's, it's not going anywhere. Right. It's just like kind of like boring, whatever conversation. Patrick, stop me at any time if I'm wrong, but I think that's what's happening here. And here's the thing is there's all kinds of rejection, first of all. 
There's rejection where you just go and approach and they'll reject you right away. Okay. The other type of rejection. Oh, Alan, you okay. Uh, another type of rejection is you actually go for the number and they say like, no, or I have a boyfriend or they're just like, no, right? Whatever happens. So Patrick, you're not getting rejected right away but you're also not getting rejected when you go for it because you know what's happening, Patrick? I don't think you're going for it. So if you want to force rejection, get their number. Simple as that. You should be asking for their number. Let me ask you, Patrick, are you even asking for their number? Are you like, are you making your intentions clear? Answer that in the chat box. Okay, and we'll wait for him to answer that. But you got to remember that if they're not rejecting you, and you're not getting, you're not going anywhere with them. That means that you're not pushing it. Okay, Patrick, you said, no, not generally. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's why you're not getting rejected. Okay, and we're going to be talking. And here's the thing here. What's happening with Patrick is, Patrick, you're not flirting or you're not flirting correctly. And that's something we'll be going over in a couple of weeks. And we'll go, we're basically going to have like a whole hour on um, seduction and flirting. Okay, and... And that's what you're going to need to do. And that's what's going to get you either rejected or accepted. Okay. And of course, if you're doing it right, then it should be easy for you to get a number because flirting is going to happen usually after you become comfortable with them. Right. So you open, then you're going to have general conversation, chit chat. You're going to have some, you know, just like fun conversation, make it interesting. We're going to talk about that. And then you, once you see that they're interested and they're like okay with talking to you, they're comfortable with you, then you can start the flirting. And there's tests to see kind of where you are to see if you should push flirting further or kind of back off. And again, we'll go, we'll go over all that. Um, but that's something you need to think about, Patrick, is you need to start flirting more and you need to go and ask them out. Even if, And guys, remember this. If you're in a situation where you're talking to the girls and you're still like, ah, I don't know if I'm flirting right or things aren't, you know, going well, but they're still talking to you and they're still there and they haven't rejected you, do not ever, ever just walk away without at least trying to get their number. Okay. Yeah, maybe you'll get their number, maybe they'll flake and they and then they won't answer, but you never know what's gonna happen. And either way, it's good practice because you should be practicing getting their number and closing. Right. And it's really just as simple as like, listen, I got to go. I got to get out of here, but we should hang out sometime. Let me get your number. OK, so push it. Uh, Derek, you got a question. And uh, guys, if you have a question, Alan, is, sorry, Alan, we're going to you first. Um, we're going to unmute you. OK, Alan, what's your next question? All right. So I, I guess you kind of went over it a little bit, but I just kind of want to know based on your experience and what your mindset is. So like um, in my experience, like one of my sticking points is, is when I see a group of girls that I want to approach, I always feel um, kind of apprehensive because I feel like they're having a conversation. I always feel like I'd be kind of rude for interrupting. Like, who's this stranger? I'm having a conversation. My friend is strangers just coming up to me and you know, interrupting me. So I was just kind of wondering, you know, what your experience was like thinking about if you, you know, had that mindset before and if you just say, you know, fuck it, just who cares? I'm just going to make my approach anyways or whatever. Well, Alan, let me ask you this. 
So real quick, if you guys didn't hear that, Alan said, you know, what happens if there's a group of girls, they look busy, they look like they're in conversation and your mind keeps going like, oh, they're busy, they're, they don't want to talk to you, they're kind of doing their own thing. Alan's talking about, you know, how to get over that. So Alan, let me ask you this. If let's say you see a couple of girls and they're talking to each other and they look really like they're in intense conversation, okay? Let's say you decide not to approach them. Okay? Yeah. What will be the difference between you not approaching them and you going over there and getting rejected? Yeah, it'd be pretty much in the you know, same boat, I guess. Right. Ding, ding, ding. Nothing. There is no difference. Okay? So just remember that all the things that are happening in your head that's stopping you, okay, that is stopping you from going over there and doing the approach and talking to the girls, whatever is going to stop you from doing it, just remember that no matter what, you will be in the same exact position. Now, okay. I get a lot of guys who say, yeah, but then I'm going to feel like shit and rejection feels like shit. Okay, but you don't even know if you're going to get rejected. Wouldn't you rather take the chance on possibly not getting rejected? I'll tell you this, Alan. There have been plenty of times where I've been like, or my students have been like, oh, man, they look busy. And then you go over there and they're actually open to talking to you. That's happened a lot. In fact, I'd say it's probably a 50-50 chance. And then there's sometimes you go over there and you were right. They are busy and they are talking and they'll kind of reject you right away. Oh, sorry, it's a girl's night out. We're just, we're just trying to catch up is what they'll say. Okay, cool. Nice to meet you. You walk away. No big deal. Okay? But remember that you have to try because there's always that chance. All right, cool. Yeah. Cool? Yeah, definitely. Okay. All right. Um... We're going to Derek. Derek, you said, with the group scenario before, do you feel a wingman can be used to isolate the girl you're after? Uh, I think you mean, do you feel a wingman can be used to isolate the other girls in a sense? But yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, I'll be honest, guys. Yes, a wingman is like, that's, that is the main idea behind a wingman. Like if there's any like one thing you want a wingman for it's exactly that right to help talk to the other girls in a sense i hate using this word but in a sense like you're having the wingman distract the other women or the other girl so you can have alone time with your girl so yeah yes um oh that's yes a wingman can be used for that uh but again i want you to, i want you guys to know that this program is designed to teach you how to do this without any crutches and one of those is a wingman so i don't want you guys to feel like oh well i need a wingman right screw making it easier okay i mean it, like if there is a wingman that's available to you and it's very easy to just get a wingman yeah go for it but don't start worrying about having to get one okay you can still go out and you can still easily get numbers from women and isolate them in conversation it's really not that hard. And plus, you know what? You want to learn that skill because there's going to be times when you're out and you don't have a wingman there. And uh-oh, what are you going to do now? Well, you know exactly what to do now. So don't have to rely on that. But yes, in theory, a wingman is supposed to help with that situation.
Alex, you said, I got a note for Alan and the other guys about approaching them whilst in the middle of convo. Okay, cool. Let's hear what you got, buddy. Well, it, it's not so much a question, it's more a note. Um, I wanted to tell the guys, which I think helped me a little bit of cool. overcoming that fear. Imagine you're with a bunch of your pals and you're sitting down at a bar. How awesome does it feel if even like an average looking girl, let alone a good looking girl who is able to talk, approaches the table just says, hey guys, you know, I just wanted to come and say hello. I mean, regardless of what she actually says and what she delivers, but that sensation of having the girl approach, um, that's a sensation that most likely they will also be feeling if you, you know, approach with the right energy as Trip is trying to coach us on and have the right sort of words because we do stumble uh, on the same on the same steps. I think when we're approaching a group of girls, it's very daunting. But then just try to remember the end result. And as he said, you won't know until you try. And better to have tried and failed than not to have tried at all. And I think you know, just try to imagine if a girl approach, or maybe obviously it has happened, uh, a girl approaches the group and just says hello, or just wants to have a conversation, or is interested in, in sharing something with you or the guys, um, that feeling, um, even if nothing comes from it, I've found that that is a positive feeling, and that's most likely the feeling that they will have, you know, maybe seven out of ten times, even if nothing comes from it, the fact that you w were ballsy enough to do that, they're, they're not going to feel like, oh, what a jerk off, you know, they're going to be like, oh, that's pretty cool, pretty interesting. I think that, that sort of turning the table mentality uh, also helps uh, overcoming the anxiety a little bit. For sure. And you know what? To add on to that, this is very similar to what we were talking about last week, right? So I was telling you guys that single women want to meet single men, right? So you have to remember that if they're taken, they're taken. And that's fine. You'll find out. But if they're single, they want to meet you, right? They want to meet the single quality men, and that's you. So you got to remember that you want to give them that opportunity. It's not about, oh, am I going to interrupt them? It's like, yeah, so you'll interrupt their conversation for three seconds to give them a chance to meet what could be the most amazing man ever and have the best time with and the best sex with and the best, you know, everything with. I think that is totally valid to give them that three to five seconds of their life, give them that opportunity. So think about that too. Awesome, Alex. Okay. Glenn's got a question. We're going to Glenn. What's up, Glenn? Hi, Trip. My uh, question. Hey, my question is this, Trip. Is um, what? Let's say you're in a supermarket. How would approaching work then? And is that necessary an ideal place to approach? The supermarket is actually a great place to approach and uh, yeah I mean I mean there's really almost like no places that's not ideal to approach I mean obviously there's ones that are harder and some that are easier but every time is ideal now in the grocery store I mean geez that's like it's it's it can really be pretty simple I mean there's so much conversation to be had I mean, all you got to do is just comment on something that they're holding. Or again, like I said before, like you comment on something they're wearing or something that makes them, um, you know, stand out, whatever it is. And or or you just go up and do the same approach I told you about going direct. Hey, I saw you over here. You look cute. I had to come over and say hi. So, yeah, the grocery store is great. And if you guys have a Whole Foods by you, that's usually one of the best places 
to go and approach. Whole Foods is like a natural health food store, and there's always really cute girls in there. So absolutely. Just be careful. You don't want to just like go in there and wander around for an hour finding girls because you're going to look really creepy after a while. But I mean, stop in there or even when you're doing your shopping, look out for some girls and do some approaches. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Glenn, cool. Any follow-ups to that? Um, no, other than I, I guess what I'm hearing from a lot of guys as well is that I guess what will help the anxiety, approach anxiety is that really you're engaging in conversation and like you said, you're not so much outcome, you know, oriented. Right. Like if you have the mindset that you're having a conversation, it may be somewhat easier. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because by, by the sound of that question, you know, if you weren't outcome dependent, you wouldn't even have this question. You wouldn't be like, is the grocery store a good place? Right. Because how could it not be a good place? How could any place really not be a good place? I mean, unless we're talking about like funerals or something and that's obvious. OK. Um, but mm -hmm. besides those obvious ones, we all know that any place is really ideal. Anything else is just your head telling you it's not OK. And it's just you being frightened and scared and feeling, you know, nervous about what the outcome is going to be. And when you finally do those approaches, you're going to find that the outcome is not as bad as it really feels. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool, Glenn. Uh, we're going to go on to Chris. Uh, Chris, you said, Trip, can you get some of these dudes uh, to relate some specific experiences they had this past week, where it was, what they said. Okay, cool. Yes, let's do that. So I don't see any more questions in here unless you guys have any. We got about 15 to 20 minutes left. I'd love to hear about your approaches. So hopefully you guys did some. Uh, is there anyone who wants to share how one went? I know there's a few guys who I'm working with one-on-one -on -one who definitely should have some. So guys, can you share any experiences? Maybe we can learn from them. Um, maybe you have some questions on them. Maybe you can share an experience and maybe someone else will have a question. Okay, cool. Nicholas has got one. Nick, I'm unmuting you. Go ahead and share it. And guys, uh, raise your hand if you want to share any approaches that you guys have been doing. Go ahead, Nick. Okay. Um, I kind of went over this already, but I just moved to San Diego on Thursday. And since I live on the beach, it's pretty easy to approach, which I probably should have done 20 instead of 10. But I got 10 in. I got one number and another three girls I talked to. I decided I didn't really want to see them after learning some parts of their personality that weren't so appealing. So I did all right. The thing I can learn, though, is close, like my question is that I didn't really close groups. I did most of my approaches at the beach or um, – at social events that I went to around San Diego throughout the weekend. Okay, so let's take one of those approaches and let's dissect one of them, okay? So as much as you can remember, tell us like, who did you approach? What did you open with? What was conversation like? What made it hard for you to close? When did you exit? Can you give us some of those details? We can maybe- uh, Okay, like what, one that worked well or one that didn't work well? Let's go with, uh, yeah, Chris says both. Yeah, we should go with both. I think they're both important. Let's start with the one that did went well. 
okay, I went and I approached this, I was walking down the beach and I got blown off from this other girl and then I saw a cute girl who was by herself and I approached her. I introduced myself with a direct opener and that's what I do 90% of the time. Okay, what, what, what's, like, what's the direct opener? What did you say? I go like, hey, um, I saw you, I think you're cute, so I thought I'd say hi. Or cool. first I'd say, how are you doing, and then do that afterwards. Um, yeah, I mean, there's really no point to um, drag something along that's not there. Like, I, indirect works a lot less effective for me. I mean, better with groups, I guess, but yeah. And, okay, so, um, stick, so stick to this. So uh, you gave your direct opener, and then what happened? Uh, she was really surprised. I guess probably doesn't hear that very often. Surprise in a negative or a positive way? I'd say a positive way this time. Okay. And usually it's a, a surprise in a neutral way. Like, like, that doesn't happen every day, but whatever. But, yeah, and then I just tried to just ask, like, some basic questions, like, like, like what, do you, what, what brings you to, what are your plans the rest of the afternoon? Where are you from? Um... And then I would try to get a conversation cue if they give me something. Because sometimes it's just like one or two word answers, like the ones that don't work well. Like I ran into like this group of Danish girls and I tried to open them up. And every time I'd ask a question, they wouldn't say anything or like one or two word lines. And I think I knew like, yeah, this is, I just left because I mean, since they weren't even trying to like make an effort, they weren't okay. really worth my time. So here's what's happening. The reason why they're not making an effort is because you're asking boring questions. That's what's happening. And we're going to go over this too when we talk more about conversation. You really want to do your best to stay away from asking, what do you do? Where are you from? You know, where do you live? Like, that's really boring. I'll tell you right now, I just came up with something that I would have talked about if I approached some Danish girls, right? So I would be like, you know, I would say something like, how long are you here for? Yeah, I did say that. Okay, cool. And what they say? No, I mean, it, it just. I mean, the thing is, is that. Well, hold on, hold on. Usually, there's, like, there's a continuation on that, right? It's not just that. Like, that's an interesting question because it's not, right? It's it's leading you into. So, how long have you been here for? Cool. So, what are some awesome things you've done so far in Los Angeles or in Orange County, right? Get them talking about interesting things they've done, right? So, you want to try to ask them questions that are going to make them feel emotional and get them involved in conversation. Yeah, for the one that went well, um, I did like get like I did like one of the boring questions, and I got like an answer, and I was able to make a statement like what you've told me before, and just carry it from there. And I probably talked for about twenty minutes, but and then. Um, and so, who's doing who's doing most of the talking in that? And what conversation topics were you talking about? I'd say it's about fifty-fifty. Good. Um, she asked me about my business. She asked me about some of my hobbies. All right, stop right there. Stop right died. there. Stop right there. So, guys, that is like some of the best indicators of interest right there. Like huge, 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 huge. Especially, was this during the day? You said it was like at the beach, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Especially during the day in a more casual setting, if a girl is bothering to actually ask you personal questions, that is like, that's... Um, that's almost as powerful as like the girls uh, in a group leaving so you can be alone with her friend, okay? 
if a girl doesn't want to talk to you or waste her time, she's not going to want to sit there and just be nice to you because it's so easy for her to leave, right, during the day. Well, listen, I got to go somewhere. Well, I'm late, blah, 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 blah. But that means that she was actually interested in you and the conversation was going well. So that's really good. So guys, remember, that's what you want to hit. You want to hit that point where they're asking personal questions to you. Once that happens in conversation, I mean, a huge like light bulb, you know, ding, ding, ding should be happening and going off in your head being like, okay, you know, this is on. So what happened from there? Did you did you try to close? Yeah, I heard a story about how she got in a fist fight over New Year's Eve, which she got in a fist fight. That's kind of crazy. Oh my god! See, that's yeah. that's like right now, like that's already that's that's good. Like that's the fact that she said that that already kind of sparked an emotion in me. Like I just imagined in two seconds, like that girl, some girl getting in a fist fight. I would have been like, oh my god, you're crazy! Like, don't beat me up. Yeah, that's like, please, please don't beat me up. Like you know, make a joke about it. And then you know what I would do from there? I would have said, oh, my God, let me see your hands for a second. I would have grabbed her hands and put it in a fist. And I've been like, oh, look at these things. These things couldn't do any harm to anybody. Right? So that's like a good flirt right there. Right there, you're kind of teasing her. And you're also putting in some good touching. Okay? So that's a really big note, guys. You want to think of like, and we're going to go over a lot of this stuff, but you got to think like any opportunity you have to throw a tease and like touch her, you want to be able to um, you want to be able to maximize those opportunities. You want to take advantage of the time when you can do that. All right, so continue. Yeah, and I ended up talking for about another 20 minutes. And, I mean, the problem was is that she was on vacation from Minnesota and went home the next day. So it was very hard to try to set something up. So, yeah. Like, okay. I found that out, like, shortly, like, towards the end of my conversation. I was like, okay. yeah. So tell us, tell us about one of your... Um... So, okay, so the Danish one didn't go, go so well. They're just giving you kind of one-word answers. You were trying there. So let me just tell you, if you're ever in conversation and you know, like, okay, you're asking interesting questions, like you're doing everything you can, they're still giving you one-word answers, you know, I mean, it's up to you at that point. You can just drop it. Like, you know, sometimes, I want to let you guys know, sometimes you can do everything in the book, right? And everything you learn in this program, you're like, I did it all and it didn't work, Right. If it's consistently not working, then you're doing something wrong. But if like once in a while, you're like, I did everything. What the hell? They still didn't want to give me their number or they didn't like me. Sometimes it's out of your control. Sometimes they're just not going to be interested in you because of a million different reasons, which I'm not going to go over here, but you never know what's going to happen. So just don't be down if like, you're like, I did it all. You know what I mean? But still, at the end of the day, there's probably something you can always do a little bit better and you should be analyzing that. Uh, don't don't kill yourself over it. But, but that's... That's got to be your mindset, okay? Um, cool. Does anyone else have any... Uh, let's see, Glenn, I'm going to unmute you unless anyone else has any other stories from approaches. I mean, if you guys did your homework, then you should have at least a couple of approaches, something in here, something to talk about. If you do, raise your hand, say something in the, uh, in the chat box. Uh, Glenn, tell us about one of your approaches. Um, well, one of my approaches was actually, um, I mean, it was actually more like a drive-by that turned into a lengthy conversation, but I was on my way somewhere, subway station, and I immediately saw someone. I stopped right in front of her, gave her my opener, you know, hey, I'm actually trying to catch a train, but I saw you standing here, and I had to say, I, I thought you were, you know, beautiful, and I had to say hello. So from there, she was kind of shocked because nobody does that. 
and she explained that she was from actually she was from out of town and we started talking a little bit um once again you know okay. I, stop I, stop I right there I, I want these guys to learn a little bit about these little details because i think that's what's really important um mm -hmm. you said you gave the open and you started talking a little bit so tell us like how did it transition from that into conversation because i think that'd be really good to these guys to, to understand oh. that yeah so well i mean any, any details you can remember well she well i had made i kept my eye contact on her and you know after i gave my opener she said oh thank you very much and i just happened to ask her you know where she was from she said she's from out of town i think actually um if i recall it i ohio or somewhere in that in that, that particular state and she was just coming here to visit and from there i asked her but where did she go like did she go to any interesting places and she said yeah i'm here you know went to empire state building and i said well, what do you think about it uh you know it's not as all the hype is made out to be and i kind of joked with her well you know every every out of towner says that but you know something like that but it, i just kept it flowing and i found out that she's actually you know just here once again here visiting and you know she's with her family and i mean i wasn't really able to get the number closed because I wasn't thinking. I was actually so nervous that um, I kind of quickly ended the, you know, after like 20 minutes or so, I ended the conversation. But only later did I realize I should have asked for the, uh, I should have got her number. Yeah, but that's good. That's good that you realize that. And that's going to happen to you a lot. You know what I mean? You're going to, you're going to, you guys are going to kick yourselves in like the head so many times. Like, oh God, why didn't I do that? Like I should have done that. And you should be, again, don't be upset that you should have done something. Be happy that you realized that you should have done something because that's the big thing right there is learning and making sure that you're going to do it next time. So I know that Glenn, next time, I, I think you're going to remember to probably go for the close because of how much it stung when you didn't go for it, right? Yes. Yes, okay, cool. definitely. Well, definitely. Cool. So, so yeah, I mean... Of course, I'll give you one tip in there. Okay, so Glenn, here's one thing. It sounded like conversation went well, but like mm -hmm. the way you got to bring conversation is you want to be really excitable. Like you want things to be very exciting. So like something I would have said is, uh, maybe you did this. Uh, I would have mentioned something really cool. So she said, wait, she said she saw the Empire State Building. Is that what it was? Yeah, she, yeah. Actually, she went inside, went up to the top and really didn't think it was too much of a big deal. Okay, got it. So I would have then suggested something that's really awesome that you've done before. Maybe like an insider's tip. Like, okay, I'm going to tell you some place that's really cool that no one knows to go to and told her something like that, right? So anything, anything that would have come to your mind that would have been a good suggestion and tell her why it's cool. And then maybe tell a story about a time that you went there and why it is cool and something like that. That brings the conversation to more of an emotional level. And I want you guys to understand this, okay? Your goal in the conversation is to bring it to an emotional level. Now, I don't mean emotional like she's crying or like, you know, like that. But I mean, you don't want to be talking about anything that's going to make her be like, I'm bored. You don't want to be her to be bored for a second. Everything should be exciting and fun and different and bringing out those emotions, even if it's on like that minor level. So just remember, and we'll go over how to do that. But just remember, that's like a big goal. It's a really, really big goal for you guys when you're in conversation with a girl okay and once you can really get that skill down i mean you're going to be light years ahead of all this stuff okay mm -hmm. 
Cool. Thanks, Glenn. We got a couple minutes left. Um, I'm down to answer a few more questions if you guys have any or share any stories. Uh, Chris, I know you said you did a few approaches, but you, they didn't really go anywhere. So that's okay. Again, that's good. That was the homework. That was, that's just what you needed to do. And, you know, for this coming week, I want you guys to do more of those approaches. And, you know, I gave some good openers to use here if you guys have been listening. Um, and if you haven't, again, this recording will be sent to you so you can go over them, but just use some of these openers that you can use. Hey, so if you're here, you look cute, I had to come over and say hi or something. You know, when they're at night, hey, you girls look cool, I had to come over and say hi. Or you girls look fun, I had to come over and say hi. How do you guys know each other? Right. So you can try doing that and see if you can get some more conversation flowing. Otherwise, uh, next week we'll be going over. I'll give you just a little preview. We're going to be going over a lot of stuff. Um, first, we'll be talking about self-branding and how to uh, basically how to talk about yourself, right? So how to talk about yourself in an interesting way that gets girls attracted to you. We'll also be talking about style. So we'll be doing a whole fashion style uh, kind of session talking about you know what looks good, what doesn't look good, things like that, how to dress yourself. And then at the end of it, towards the last half or last third of it, we'll be talking all about the approach, all the different types of, of approaches you can do. A lot of it's going to be a repeat, but you guys still need to hear it over and over and again. And uh, logistics of approaching, what to say, follow-ups. Um, and then in a couple weeks after that, we'll be going into the real meat of the conversation and things. So unless you guys don't have any last-minute questions, that's it for the Q&A. This is how the Q&A is going to be going for the rest of the time. So uh, as you see how it goes, right, this is how it's going to be. Know that it's always going to be best for you to go out there and take action. Because when you go out there and take action and do the homework, you can come back in the Q&As. You can ask your questions and share your stories. And if you guys are all doing that, you're not just going to benefit from you getting your questions answered, but you're going to be benefiting from hearing my uh, input on the other guys. Uh, situations. So it's just going to be everyone's going to be getting a lot more information. So it's really in it for you and the rest of the guys to go out there, take some action, come back here. Let's analyze it. Let's talk about it and get you on the right foot. Uh, otherwise, that's it. We'll see you same time next week. And uh, yeah, good luck, guys.